the dinosaurs had been one thing, but this was ridiculous. You stand there facing down a humanoid who looked to be wearing armor of some type that completely covered their whole body and their head. It was black and sleek and shiny, but it seemed to have some sort of glass faceplate that allowed the person to look out from within. The glass seemed to be glowing as if it was lit with some sort of strange magic, and the person had a, a pack on their back that was metallic and sleek. They were holding some sort of blade that seemed to be made of energy and, and pointing some sort of crossbow at you, though it didn't really look like a crossbow. It had no wood or bolts. Instead, it just fit in the person's hand and had numbers blinking on the side. The person was gesturing at you and saying something you didn't understand. Before, you'd been walking in a meadow and dinosaurs had randomly appeared out of these portals that just showed up. Now, in this forest, more portals had opened, and a group of people who looked like your opponent had all come out and immediately started fighting you. Their weapons seemed sophisticated, and they had already downed one of your friends. Then it hit you. Maybe, maybe these people were from the future. What would you like to do? Welcome back to the 12th episode of How to Be a Better DM. Here, we'll learn how to weave better stories for you and your friends as you play Dungeons & Dragons 5e. Usually, I like to give you tools to create awesome stories rather than giving you awesome stories to just use. Kind of the idea of, you know, teach a man to fish rather than giving him a fish. But today, I'm going to give you some fish. You're still going to have to prepare them for consumption, however you like, you know, chop them up or make them into sushi. I don't know. I don't actually like fish. But at least this should get you started. So let's talk about a few ideas for one shots, okay? And hopefully these ideas do two things for you. One, it should jumpstart your creative juices and get you moving on your own campaign or at least your next session. And two, it should give you a starting point from which to make something your own. You can take these ideas, but then twist them and shape them into something that's new, uniquely yours. I also want to let you know that I am purposefully not giving you a lot of ideas. I want you to be able to come up with some on your own and make them happen. So I'm just going to give you two ideas for now. And I'll probably come up with some more episodes down the road with more ideas. But at least for now, here are two one-shot ideas to get you started. Number one, Grimstock Manor. This is the haunted mansion that I just finished up with my D&D group. And admittedly, it wasn't a one-shot, but you can modify it to be any way which way you want. You can make it a whole side quest or just leave it as a one-shot. Uh, and just a heads up, I'm probably going to give you some spoilers in this. So if you're actually wanting to play this as a player yourself, just close your ears right now and don't listen to this because I'm kind of giving the whole mansion away. Uh, so first of all, the group will be tasked to clear out a mansion of ghosts and undead in order to repurpose it as an orphanage by some sort of benefactor. The mansion has always been haunted, or at least as long as the local townspeople can remember. The group will encounter only undead creatures in the mansion, and that should make it easy for you. And you can fill it with puzzles, as I did, or you can just fill it with encounters. It doesn't really matter. The, the story of the mansion is that a suitor named Mitro Zelks comes to the mansion and courts Anandra, the daughter of Lord and Lady Grimstock, the nobles of the mansion. Uh, 
she falls in love with Mitro. And then Mitro uses her pure love to create and fuel a demiplane of undead magic around the mansion, trapping everyone inside, basically. He gave her three gifts in order to cement his control over her and the house. You can modify it for time by just making it one gift or two, uh, but I would for sure recommend at least a ring. And that ring is generally on the finger of Anandra, um, and they have to destroy these gifts in order to really take down Mitro. They don't have to, but it helps. You can have as many encounters as you want, but I would for sure at least have the group fight Anandra as an undead bride with uh, the stats of either a Banshee or a Wraith or something like that, and then in a separate encounter, fight Mitro. I, I, I used him as a death tyrant, uh, but I did modify his stats to fit my group's level, and you can do the same thing, or you could have him be any other undead thing. Um... But I would definitely have these two be separate encounters. And then once the group defeats Mitro, Anandra will reappear to thank them for setting her free. And then the mansion will be free and all the undead beings will depart. Uh, it's simple, and but it, it's nice enough that you can add to it if you want. You can make it more complicated. There you go. So a simple and uh, nice and easy one shot. So that's number one. Justin here from How To Be A Better DM. We are weeks away from releasing our new actual play D&D show. It's gonna be called Pact and Boon, and we're really excited about it. I wanted to take a second today to introduce the character that I'm gonna be playing in the show, Jolland Gray. Jolland is a six foot tall Earth Ganassi, and he has tan skin that is almost the color of Red Canyon rock. He has black onyx eyes and a scar that runs from right above his left eye to right below his left eye. He has a large chestnut colored beard and hair, and he's actually balding on the top of his head. He has a bit of a punch, he's, he's, he's a bit uh, portly. He's always smiling, which is why most people actually call him Jolly. At any given moment, you can expect Jolly to be wearing luxuries clothing because he was a very successful businessman and he loves the luxuries of society. When he's traveling as an adventurer though, he wears as much armor as he can. You see, Jolly is an artificer, specifically an armorer. Jolly used to run and own a very successful tavern before it burned down, and because of that, he's very good at brewing alcohol and is actually somewhat of a connoisseur. Jolly hails from the town of Okrendel in Northern Gast, which is the northernmost country on the continent of Rel in the world of Calignus. Jolly is a happy-go-lucky person and really, the only thing motivating him right now is revenge. If you want to find out why Jolly wants revenge so badly, and for what, go to sessionzerostudios.com slash pactnboon, that's P-A-C-T-N-B-O-O-N, and put in your name and email so you can get notified when Pact and Boon is released. Number two is the Fountain of Armolenos. Legend tells of a fountain that will grant the answer to one question of anyone who is worthy and enters into its pools. Lately, reports have emerged that the fountain has become tainted. It seems a local cult is trying to siphon the pool's magics and bend it to their will. This is another side quest that I'm taking my group on. I'm planning on it being about one and a half sessions, but you can probably 
find a way to string it along or make it shorter as you want. I'm probably going to string it along somehow because that's what I always end up doing. So you start by having the group make their way into the wilderness. You can add features of how do you find the fountain and things like that, but that's inevitably going to make the one shot a lot longer. So I am not planning on doing that. Instead, I'm going to have them go through a series of encounters and that's it. So at one point, the group is going to walk into a clearing, basically a large meadow that they have to cross. And as they do, large portals will appear and open up and out of these portals will walk actual dinosaurs. The, the dinosaurs will look confused, but then once they spot the adventurers, they're going to attack them. And then after the group defeats the dinosaurs, they're going to move on towards the fountain. The next encounter will take place when the group is walking in kind of a copse of trees, large trees, and then more portals appear and open up and strange people walk out, again, acting confused. These people actually will technically be from the future, um, but you can just use the stats of things that the adventurers can handle and just change the aesthetic. So, for example, in the campaign that we're doing, we are... I'm planning on using uh, some drow as these future marauders, but I'm just going to change their aesthetic and call it good. You know, uh, it gives the players a nice kind of sizzle because they're fighting something that's not from their timeline, I guess. Uh, but it's not something that's completely out of their range. And it also gives them something to think about because they start thinking, wait a second, these portals, dinosaurs... People from the future, what the heck? And that's when they'll eventually realize that the fountain reveals something to do with time. Uh, when you ask a question and it will reveal an aspect of time, so either future, past, or present. Uh, and then once the, once the group gets to the pool, they see priests of the cult trying to steal the magic from the fountain. In the campaign we're doing, we are doing Cult of Elemental Evil, so they're going to be two elemental cultists. And then... Once they defeat the priests and obviously any beasts or elementals that they summon, the group will have to figure out a way to cleanse the pool. You can think of a fun way to do this. How I'm going to do it, I'm just going to have them try a few things out, but eventually they will have to pour magic into the pool in the form of an actual spell slot or two. And in our case, You may be asking yourself, how do I get more out of how to be a better DM? You probably want even more tips, more entertainment, or perhaps just exclusive access to a secret society of people bent on ruling the world. Well, we don't actually have desires to rule the world, but it does sound like what you want and what you need is to join our Patreon. You'll get access to our private Discord, which will give you direct access to all the hosts of this show, as well as our other Dungeon Masters who are just like you. You'll also be able to make fan requests for How to Be a Better DM. And lastly, you just help support the show so we can give you ever better content. If you want to join the Patreon, go to sessionzerostudios.com slash startadventure and join our Patreon today. And I check. Um, so, and then once that happens, you can have... The group have one of their questions answered. I'm I'm only going to allow one person to be able to ask a question, uh, but you can do it however you want. And voila, you have a nice, fun little one-shot there. 
So there you go. Two little one-shots ready to go for you. There's Grimstock Manor and then the Fountain of Ar Armalenos. Uh, so let me know what you guys think and how these go for you. I'd love to hear your experiences. And uh, if you have any suggestions, go ahead and send them as a private message to Geronimo Levis. That's at Geronimo Levis on Instagram. I would seriously love to hear from you on your thoughts about these one shots. But thank you guys for listening. And until next time, let's go ahead and roll initiative.